0: And it says not just, it won't just be you that's saved, but you and your household. And that's our key for today, the word household here. And so if you have your sermon outline, I want you to underline that. If you have your Bible, it's okay, you can write in your Bible. I want you to underline in Acts chapter 31 that word household. Because that's the key. That's why I'm telling you this whole story today. Because as Paul was telling the jailer that you and your household will be saved, it's not like, Okay, boss, since you've given your life to Jesus, your family's good too. Or y'all, since you've given your life to Jesus, your family's good too. That's not what Paul was saying. Paul was saying is that when you give your life to Jesus, you're going to be able to influence everyone around you. Your home, your friends, your family, your colleagues, your neighbors, everybody around you is going to be influenced by the gospel and they're going to have the chance and the opportunity to experience the grace and salvation and mercy of Jesus Christ. You guys with me? All right. And so underline. If you got your Bible, you can do it on your phone. Underline, highlight the word household there. Okay. And so we're going to, I'm going to point out some areas where you already have spheres of influence. All right, so too, too many times people are like, well, the pastor has influence and he can tell people about Jesus, or the Sunday school teacher has influence, or angel, when she's leading worship, she has influence. I don't have influence. But God is telling each of us, we all have spheres of influence. We all have those households that we can influence for Jesus. So I'm going to give you three today. First one, first area of influence that we all have are the people around us. So it's my people. You can fill it in there. My people. La mia gente. Mi gente. In Spanish, right? We all have people in our lives right, that we have relationships with. Right? It can be family, friends, classmates if you're in university. It can be your colleagues at work. Uh, be your neighbors. Think about everyone that you come in contact, contact with on a daily basis. Those are your people. Now, this study, it's, it's several years old now, but uh, the studies say that if, if you spend more than one hour of time with someone in one week, they're one of your people. So think about everybody that you come in contact with every day, every conversation you have with them, every interaction. If all of that time, all those interactions add up to more than one hour, then you have influence in their life. So it could be the, the, the barista at your local bar where you get coffee every day. Think about the conversations you have with them. If all, that, if all the conversations totals to more than one hour, you have influence with the barista in your neighborhood. All right, Mark chapter 5, verse 19, it talks about this. Uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 19, it says, Go home to your family and to your friends. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Let's just be a witness, right? Acts 1.8 says, go into all the world and be witnesses, right? You're just telling them how much God has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So as you have conversations every day with the people at work or at school, friends and family, the badista, right? Tell them how good God has been to you. Tell them how God has changed your life. I'll give you a practical example. Everybody has talked about Italy winning the Euro Cup, Right? Come on, guys. That's a great place to cheer. If you're online, give me a hand, you know, hand clap of phrase. Come on now. All right? Italy won the Euro Cup. There you go. There you go. Now we're good, right? That's all everybody's been talking about, right? It's natural to talk about Italy winning the Euro Cup. It should be just as natural for us to talk with people around us about what God is doing in our lives. All right? Think about it. You're going to go to work, school, see family and friends tomorrow, and they're going to ask you, "Hey, what'd you do this weekend?" Too many times they're like, "Well, you know, I just on Saturday I went and ofatto la Spesa. you know, I went to the store, maybe I went to the beach, and I just kind of laid around on Sunday." No, don't tell them that. Tell them what you did on Sunday, and better yet, tell them what God did to, for you on Sunday. All right. Tell them way, what worship felt like on Sunday. Tell them what it, was, what it felt like to pray for one another. Tell them what God is saying through his word every single day. And over time, it will become more normal for them to hear you talk about Jesus. To talk about all, the, all that God is doing. How God has had mercy on you. You guys with me? Because the people in your life, that's your sphere of influence. This leads to another sphere of influence. It's my place. So you can fill that in. A sphere of influence is my place, where you are. You're working the job, you're working, not by chance, but on purpose. You're living in the neighborhood you're in, not by chance, but on purpose. You're living in Rome, not by chance, but on purpose. God has given you a sphere of influence where you are. So we have to use that. I like those nodding heads, right? So think about, think about your job, right? Too many times we just see it as a place to go, make some money so we can buy some food and pay the rent. But you're at your place of, of, of work, right, for a purpose, for a plan, right? Think about school. So many of our international students are like, I just applied to 10 schools. This happened to be the school that accepted me. That's not how it works, you were accepted into Sapienza, right, to the different schools, Politecnico, for a purpose. God's called you there to share the gospel where you are. Now, my favorite one, I love this one, is my neighborhood. Think about how much time you spend in your neighborhood, in the quartiere, right? right? We're in Marconi. Think about how much time we spend in this neighborhood throughout the week. There's so much Jesus crossing this neighborhood, it's ridiculous. Because we're here in this neighborhood. So it should become normal that people see us. And they see a difference in us and how we act and interact with each other. That they stop and say, hey, why are you so different? So this is pretty cool. Actually, last week after the kids um, camp one day, we were hanging out outside, just talking. And one of the neighbors came by and was asking about Pastor Rick and Pastor Jen. Because they hadn't seen them for, for a while. Now, it was really cool because they knew who Pastor Rick and Jen were, right? Now, they weren't believers, but undoubtedly, Pastor Rick and Pastor Jen are out in the community so much that the neighbors know who they are, and they notice when they're not here. So that's a great question. Does your neighborhood notice when you're not there? Does your work notice when you're not there? Now it was a cool, it was a great conversation. It was an elderly gentleman. He asked him about Pastor Rick, and I shared with him what happened. And and, and we talked and we actually prayed as well. And so it was a great opportunity to share the gospel just because Pastor Rick and Pastor Jen are present in the community. And so you're called to influence you, where you're at. My place. We see this in Psalms chapter 90, verse 17. It says, May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. All right? So, wherever we're at, God, establish what, what, what you're calling us to do. And hey, God, do what we can't do. Our next place of influence or sphere of influence are my passions. My passions. What are you passionate about? What do you like to do? Mis pasiones. La mia passione, Right? All right? Do you like watching football? Man, watch some football. Some show, right? Watch some show. But as you do it, invite people to do it with you, right? It's not by chance that you enjoy doing what you enjoy doing. It's not by chance that you have the talents that you have, right? I think about like photography, like with a kids' camp video, I can't take a picture, okay? They're always lopsided, they're crooked. You know, they're not framed very well. There's a lot of space, and then there's a little head down here at the bottom, right? I can't take pictures. You can take pictures, though. You did a great job, those pictures and the videos, right? All right? And so use your talents. Hey, go! you can give her a hand. Yeah, come on. Well, I think about, like, the media team. You guys are so awesome making videos and all the crazy transitions. I can't do that. But it's not by chance that you have those talents. And the thing is that when, with our passions... God didn't give us our passions to keep them for ourselves, right? It's not just, we're not just supposed to, I like to run, okay? I'm not just supposed to go running because I enjoy it by myself. I'm supposed to invite others into my passions as well, right? To go running with me so I can share Jesus with them. You can invite people to take photos and videos with you, right? So you can share Jesus with them, right? What do you like to do? Do it and invite other people to do it with you. Psalms 37 verse 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. All right? Now that doesn't mean just be like, oh Lord, I want a new car, I want a new car. Give me a new car. That's not what it's talking about. All right? It says that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, that means we're putting our focus on God. And on the things that God is focused on. So when we're focused on bringing God glory and we're worshiping Him, when we're doing what He told us to do, sharing the gospel, He's going to place desires in our heart to see to do greater things, to see to see our city come to Jesus. And as we do that, as we, those desires are coming, He's going to give us those desires, all right? And so I mean, I just think about practical things. I, I saw I saw a note in the uh, in the back there about joining the worship team, all right? So just to think, all right, Wow, well, I play guitar, I play the drums. Like God didn't just give you those talents just to have them. Right? He's put that desire in your heart to play the drums or play the guitar or whatever right? so that you can be part of something bigger. And as you delight yourself in Him, He's going to give you that desire see so that desires grow to fruition. Right? See the worship team grow or the serve team or the evangelism team. Right? I know we have different people that like to go out in the community and share Jesus with people. That's a passion that God's given you, that God's put in your heart. So do that. And as you do that more, God's going to cause that to be blessed and to grow and to to succeed, right? Now, this is something that's overlooked many times, but I wanted to bring attention to it. There's all kinds of gifts in the body of Christ, all kinds of gifts. But one of my favorite is the gift of mercy, So maybe when you come in on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whatever time, and you come in and you notice somebody sitting by themselves, and you're like, hmm, that's not right. I'm going to go sit with them. That's a gift of mercy. And I love to see that gift in action in the body of Christ. I saw it this morning, for what it's worth. And I loved seeing it here in action here at ICF. Grow in those gifts. If you're merciful and and you don't like people being by themselves and you're constantly trying to encourage them and see them moving forward... Keep doing that. Do it. And so this is not on the screen. It's not on the side. It's not on your sermon outline, but please write this down. Please write it down, okay? The local church mobilized is the hope of the world. Go ahead and write it down. I see those pens moving. If you're online, take note of this. The local church mobilized, right? Now, notice it's not just the local church that sits in the four walls of the church, doesn't do anything. No, the local church mobilized, active, active in their passions, in their places, with the people around them, is the hope of the world. Uh, We want to see the world change. We have to be mobilized. We have to be active in our spheres of influence. So how, how can we actually have influence with people, places, and with our passions? How can we do that? Well, if you'll turn your sermon outline over, you can see it there on the back. Firstly, we're going to make a difference with our manners. We're going to make a difference with our manners. Now, this is important. Our manners. I don't know about you guys. Growing up, my mom and dad, they were pretty strict. Yes, say yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Please and thank you. Right? I see those heads nodding. You guys are with me, right? And so that's what we're talking about here. Manners. How you interact with everyone around you. How how we react to situations, how we act under pressure at work or at school should be totally different than everyone around us. So much so that people ask us, hey, what's different about you? You guys with me? So our manners, the way we live our lives should be totally different that it points people to Jesus. Colossians chapter 4 verses 5 through 6, it tells us this. It says, be wise in the way you act out toward outsiders. Boom. Our manners. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every single opportunity. right? There's a deadline at work. Everybody's stressed. Got to make this deadline. I got to get it. I got to get it. People start getting stressed. They start... Fighting and arguing with each other, everybody's a little testy. Don't be that way. You be the person that always acts with grace and compassion and mercy. Right? Even when it's stressful, we can be gracious. Make the most of every opportunity. Right? Let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. Mm, gotta be salt and light in the world, right? So that you may know how to answer everyone. See, Paul knows that the way we act, the way, we come, the way we're living our lives out is going to lead people to question what's different. So we have to just be ready with the answer and point them to Jesus. Why am I gracious under pressure? Because Jesus, Jesus has given me extra grace. How come, how, come, how come you never get stressed? Well, I just give the stress to Jesus, right? and I just do what I can do. You guys with me? how we act is of the utmost importance. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 11 through 12, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business. Don't be gossiping, don't be in everybody else's business. Lead a quiet life and to work with your hands, just as we told you so, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders. Cuz we want to win non-believers to Jesus, right? So how we live our life should do that. So we're going to make a difference first with our manners. Secondly, we're going to make a difference with our moments. Our moments. Too many times we're letting life just happen to us. right? We oversleep. Oh, man, I got to get up. I got to run to work. Throw some clothes on, run, jump on the metro, get to work as fast as we can. We got to run in, clock in so the boss isn't mad at us get our job done, go home, get some bed. go back to sleep. Man, life, whew, I'm just busy thinking about it. I mean, I'm just tired thinking about it, right? That's what we're like every single day, just life's going crazy, going by us. And we, as Christians, have to make the most of our moments, right? Every day just isn't happening. It's not by chance. God is going to give us ordained moments in time every single day to share the gospel, we just have to be aware of it. Right? Psalms chapter 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by God. Right? If you're a Christian, your steps are ordered by God. God's helping you take steps. He's leading you into conversations every day where you can insert the gospel, He's leading you to situations every day to where you can be His hands in His feet. Right? He's trying to give us opportunities. So Proverbs 16, verse 9 says, In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Right? Think about that. We plan our week out, right? I kind of know what I'm gonna do on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday already, but it's the Lord that determines the steps every single day. Right? It's not by chance you get in a certain taxi. It's not by chance you sit by somebody on the bus or on the metro. It's not by chance your barista is telling you, you know, what, the difficulty going on in his life during uh, that day. All right? We plan our, 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 our course, but the Lord measures our steps. Our thing is, uh, the problem is, our solution is, we have to actually be looking for opportunities. I want to give you an example of an opportunity, Okay. So you're at work or you're at school talking about your day, getting some work done with your colleague, and your colleague's like, oh, my head is just killing me. I don't, I don't understand why I've got such a, a horrible headache. Do you guys know what that is? That's an opportunity to pray. Like, hey, I hate it when I have a headache. Can I pray for you? See how easy that is? You're, you're, you're with a family, uh, you're at like a family dinner, so get together. Uh, and you're chit-chatting and, and whatever, and somebody says, man, my week has just been so hard. My boss has done this. The kids are doing that. It just seems so crazy and hectic. That's an opportunity to pray. Like, hey, God cares about that. Let's take a moment and, and let, let's pray about it. And just pray for peace. So you guys understand? We've got to always be looking for opportunities so that we can bless people. But look for opportunities to share the gospel. So this is something Pastor Beck and I, we, we try to work into every series that we can. You need to have your testimony like ready to share at a moment's notice. We actually tell people you need to be able to share your testimony in three minutes or less. Because you never know who you're going to be on an elevator with. You never know who you're going to be on an escalator with. And you might only have a minute or two to tell them about the gospel, to tell them about Jesus. So I'll, I'll give you mine real quick. But you guys need to be ready to share your story. And so I grew up and I just thought religion was going to church on Sunday, going to church on Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. That's because that's what mom and dad did. But one day I realized it wasn't about religion. It was about relationship. And so I asked Jesus to be my best friend, to change my life. And he did. He answered my prayer. And it went from thinking God was just some far-off figure that was always mad at me, that he was a caring and loving father. And not only did it change my life then, it changes my life every day. Because now I have a very best friend that I can go to with stress and worries of life, and he knows exactly what I'm going through. And he can do the same thing for you. See, that's a minute, maybe a minute and a half. And people can connect with that. Because people share my same story. There's people all around us every single day. They just think God's far away, that he doesn't actually care. They think, you know, God, you just reach him by doing right and not doing wrong. But we have to be looking for opportunities to share our, our, our story, to pray with people, and then a yes, and to give. Because the gospel costs, right? The gospel costs Jesus his life. It'll cost us as well. Number three, the last, the, another way we can make a difference gonna, in our manners, our moments, is our message. Our message. We're not running around telling people, you're going to die and go to hell, repent and give your life to Jesus. Right? If you do that, people's going to think you're crazy. huh? Right? We have to think about the message we're sharing with the people around us. Are we just telling people it's about religion and doing right and not doing wrong? No, we need to tell people it's about grace. It's about mercy, forgiveness, and salvation. That Jesus wants to put everything right that's wrong in this world. We, too many times people know what we're against and not what we're for. So our message matters. And people need to know what our message is. 1 Peter three fifteen. it's our theme verse for, Ju- for July. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for your hope, for the hope that you have. We have to be on message every single day that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Nothing's keeping you from Jesus Christ. Not your culture, not your background, not your history, not your past, not your future. Nothing's keeping you from Jesus. Always be prepared to give an answer. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19. Mm, I love this one. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Forget about the past. Jesus has made you new. The old is gone, the new has come. Yeah, you used to be a slave to that sin, but no more. You've got a new fre- fresh start today all this is from god who reconciled us to himself through christ i want to stop for just a second thank you for that amen reconciled means to put back to zero i don't know if any of you guys are cpas like to do bank work right that's when you take this ledger and you make it count up and equal out to this ledger you're reconciling the ins and the outs of your bank account god did that for us god said you've got josh you've got all of this sin but you know what? Jesus paid for it. So you're back to zero. We're back to right relationship. And that's what he did for all of us. And that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting men's sins against him. And he has committed to us. Us. The message of reconciliation. That we get to go out and share. Hey you can have a fresh start. What you did yesterday doesn't define you today. Today. You can have a fresh start with Christ. And that has to be our message every single day. It doesn't matter what society says about you. You can have a fresh start. The world needs to know that in Christ, they can have a fresh start. Maybe you've heard they can be born again. However you want to say it. It's that they can receive new life in Christ Jesus. Church, we're going to pray this morning. We're going to pray that God help us be good stewards of our influence, of our spheres of influence.
1: We're going, to help, we're going to
0: ask Him to help us make a difference in these three areas that we shared this morning. So let's pray. Lord, we thank You so much. Thank You for these spheres of influence that You give each of us, that you, You've given us, the people in our lives, on purpose. We don't have the friends that we have or the colleagues we have by accident, Lord, but it's on purpose. And Lord, we thank you for every person in our life. Lord, we thank you for the difficult colleagues. We thank you for the weird family members. Lord, we thank you for our very best friends. And Lord, we want to influence them for Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you've called us, Lord, to Rome. That you've called us to our jobs and to our universities, to our schools. We thank you that you've called us, Lord, to our neighborhoods. Lord, so that we can be a bright and shining light here. Lord, help us not, shine, not to hide our light, but help us to shine it every single day. As we walk up and down the streets, people want us to be in our neighborhoods, that our bosses are fighting over who, which group we get to work with because they know we're going to make a difference in that group. Lord, that our university professors know that we're going to be a great influence on the other students. Lord, help us to reach the places that you've called us to. Lord, help us to use our passions for you. Help us to use our passions to see the local church mobilized so that we can see the world changed. And Lord, we want to do it with the right manners. We want to act in a way that brings you glory. God, taking advantage of every single moment of every single day. Not just letting life happen to us, but Lord, us being active every single day. And Lord, help us be on point with our message at all times. That we're inviting our loved ones, our friends, our families, our colleagues, our bosses into right relationship with Christ Jesus. So they can be reconciled just as we've been reconciled. Because Lord, we want to see our world changed. God, we want to be agents of change in our world. So Lord, I pray, use us. Lord, here we are saying, send me, Lord. Lord, send us every single day. Help us, Lord. Amen. Amen. So if you're here this morning, and maybe you're like, hey, I love that about getting a fresh start in Jesus. Today, you can have that fresh start. You can be like the jailer that we read about at the beginning of uh, of the message today. That Jesus can change your life. If you're joining us online, you can have a fresh start today. Jesus will do that for you. And just as Paul told the jailer, all it takes is believing in the Lord Jesus and confessing Him as Lord and Savior. So I'm going to ask you all today, and we're going to close our eyes, we're going to bow our heads. If you're online with us, I'm going to ask you to do the same. And if you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't have to come down front. Just You can just raise your hand to me real quick. Just let me see your hand, and then we're going to pray. If you're online and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just write it in the comments. We'll have somebody pray with you and give you more information. Thank you. I see your hand. Anybody else want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Amen. So if you're online, you can pray with us and you can use your own words or you can use the words that I'm about to pray. But we're going to pray to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior to again have a fresh start in Christ. Say, Jesus I need you to save me. I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. I want that new life you talked about a changed life. So save me. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to live for you every single day. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.